0: Hey this is Tree54 Podcast. Today we'll be reviewing AW Dark and later on AEW Dynamite. Alright, let's start with with AEW Dark. This is episode two of of by reviewing of AEW Dark and Dynamite. We start with the episode of 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 A.W. Dark featuring Lance Archer threatening Eddie Kingston. With a new duo becoming all elite, and Sammy Guevara sending a message to Matt Hardy, find out right now. And the most important part of this broadcast came when Lance Archer beat up four men while Jerry Roberts narrated. So here we go. Let's. Head. Archer had a message for Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. He said he hopes Kingston wins the I Quit match at Full Gear so he can rip Kingston's arms off and beat him with a Blaze Stumps. No matter who wins at Full Gear, Archer will be coming for the rage for the AEW World Champion. All right, here comes the lineups for WW Dark Darby Allen versus BSHP Kang, Leah Hirsch, Elena Black versus Red Velvet and Brandy Rhodes, Jurassic Express versus J- Danny Limelight and Casey Navarro. Megan Frankie Corsarian versus Ryzen, Dave Dutra versus Ricky Starks, Sean Mulda, Maluda and Alex Chamberlain versus Griff Garrison and Byron Pillman Jr., Aaron Solo versus and Angel vs. Mask versus Maskcaster, Anthony Bowens, Five versus VSK Butcher Blade versus Jersey Muscle D Three versus Will Hobbs, Eva Uno Stu Grayson versus Baron Black and Nick. Comorato, John Silver, Colt 10 vs. Sean D, Fugo Del and Cesar Bonin, Lee Tenpai vs. Killing King, Chaos Project vs. Private Party, Sammy Guevara vs. Lee Johnson. Well there is no standout matches this week. If you like one of the wrestlers then you probably enjoyed the bout, Chaos Project vs. Private Party was the most competitive. Leah Tempai vs. Kian King was the most interesting for me, since I had no idea who would win. John Silver's trio's bout was most fun due to his wacky personality. If I had to pick one watch, I think I'd with Ricky Starks. He's always cool. It's, it starts to team with Taz to call the action. Anthony Ugo and Ricky Starks joined the commentary throughout the show. Justin Roberts was the ring announcer for AEW Dark. Darby Allin defeated B.S.H.P. King. Allen opened with a suicide torpedo. King was stronger, so Allen worked the knee. Allen connected with a sunset flip slam. King kicked out of the pin. He was still dazed with a leg in the air, so Allen snatched his limb for a figure four roll-up to win. Red Velvet, Brandy Rhodes defeated Leah Hirsch and Elia Black. Dustin Rhodes in ringside stirred it up. Big Brand Band, Little Cupcake started with the fire until Hirsch flattened Velvet. Brandy. got Brandon got the hot tag that led to Spear and Hirsch and Pump kicked to pin black. Jurassic Park Express, I'm sorry, Express defeated Danny Limelight and Casey Navarro. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus represented Jurassic Express. Marco Stunt was ringside. Luchasaurus dominated both parts early on and again on a, a hot tag. Limelight flipped out of a chokeslam and went for a high rest attack. Luchasaurus goozled him. When Limelight flipped out of another chokeslam, Luchasaurus ready to knee him in the mush. Jurassic Express took care of Navarro with a teamwork stutter and finished Limelight with a powerbomb combo. Kazarian defeated Rising. Kaz uses veteran savvy to overcome. He got his knees up on a springboard movesault, then pounced for a reverse DDT to win. After the match, Dasha Gonzalez interviewed Kaz. TH2 jumped in from behind. Jack Evans cackled him on the Mac while Angelica cranked Kaz. Daniels made the say, hit the angel wings on Evans' CD, taught TH2 on the mic. Alright, Reggie starts to fear Dave Dutra. The newcomer had a neat barbarian outfit with a weapon in tow. Starts to care his business with a fierce attitude. He ended it with a spear and Rochambeau. On to Garrison. Pillman defeated Sean Moula and Alex Chamberlain. The blonde split a share of the win purse with a teamwork heart attack springboard clothesline. After the match, Lance Archer beat everybody up. We all know he's going to raid whoever is champ between Moxley and Kingston coming out of full gear. We're the debut of Mastik's caster and Anthony Bowen's Defeating Aaron Solo and Angel Fashion. Caster wrap out two generic guys with an no appeal when referred to his opponents. Bowens and Caster work, worked more fluid as a team took control with a combo cutter for the victory. There's news Masks Caster and Anthony Bowens at officially Simon Only Wrestling. On to number five, to defeated VSK. Ten was at ringside. Five utilized the usual tactic of untying VSK's shoes, untying VSK's boot to gain an edge. Sorry, some minor stuff. Five clean up with a dupe hook kick, a on to the apron, a wing snapper. Here's Pretty. Peter Avalon was given a reboot as pretty Peter Avalon. His vintage began opening the door to a sack of seduction while wearing re- a red robe with sexy sax music in the back. Avalon was interviewing a lady to be his manager. She ended up slapping him. <laughs> That's funny. Now, on to Butcher and Blade to feed jersey muscle. The meat men swarmed ringed, ring that all the competition. Bunny got involved at grabbing a foot on the top turnbuckle, even though her sisters were not needed. But she looked very hot. B&B won by a hanging powerbomb neckbreaker combo. After the match, Nightmare Naturals came out looking for a rumble. I mean, natural nightmares. Boom, boom, boom went the fist. Alyssa had enough sway over QT Marshall to distract him. The referees broke up the brawl. Feel bad for QT Marshall, but who blames him? Allie's hot. Hobbs defeated D3. Squash with an Oklahoma Stampede into a turnbuckles spawn power slam. After the match, Ricky Stark suckered Hobbs into attack from Brian Cage. Darby Allen made the save with a skateboard deck. Skateboard deck. Alright, Evil Uno Grayson defeated Baron Black and Nick Camarato. Uno was the weakling game, beating up, not being an apron for tag. Grayson took over in the end with a torture wreck backbreaker. Dark Order pulled a fatality for the victory. John Silver, Colt Cabana, 10 defeated Sean Dean, Fugle, D'Azur, and Cesar Bonin. Silver challenged a much taller Bonin to slam him. It was a ruse to Ten to attack so Silver can slam Bonin. Was the key to succeed with a spirit to bonet, a spine master fugal, a silver closed out with an airplane slip and slam the fugal. Killian King defeated Tepi. Tapai was more powerful of the two ladies, but King was more nimble. King slammed Tepai into the ropes with then attack with a big clothesline. finally splash gave King a first taste success in AEW. Private party defeated Chaos Project. Constant made a point to nose Cascading the match. Chaos Project had a unique gene tactic when a Dirt the referee, so it's a could blast stream in the face of Isaiah Cassidy. Party to party prevailed in the end with Gin and Juice. Our next, Guevara versus um, Lee Johnson. Basically, Guevara defeated Lee Johnson. Sally picked Justin apart, Johnson apart, then Snow showboated to rub it in. Johnson had a minor spurt with a missile drop kit and a twisting leap over a rope to the outside. Sammy Green regained control with a blind side knee strike, Sand connected onto a GTH knee strike that sent a match to Matt Hardy with a twist of Fate to finish it. I don't have to much to say this week, but allow me to derive some of the musings. My favorite moves in that. AW Dark, where Luchasaurus knee strike on the chokeslam, escape, Fries wicked hook kick, and Scammy Guevara's blind sign knee. Now, more things. Ricky Stars and Butchering the Blade are the best at these showcase bouts. They command attention due style and Stars' case and bludgeoning. In case of Butchering the Blade, Nick Camaro should join the Dark Order. He could win the best hair over X Reynolds, win more surely over Sue Grace. I'm all bored for a sleaze bag Peter Avalon. Red Velvet and Bruin Rhodes looking good as a team for the first time. He had the potential to be entertaining to do. And likewise for Caster and Anthony Bowens. In fact, they've been positive news to, to come. And anyway, you all know they're all elite now. Thank you for me sharing my thoughts on AEW Dark. Later on in the podcast, I will review AEW Dynamite, so stay tuned. Hello, we are back. And now we are going to review Dynamite for this week. Here's the card John Moxie, Kingston comes face to face before full gear. Cody and the Gun Club versus Dark Order. John Silver, 10 and Colt Cabana. Scorpio Sky versus Sean Spears. That match was canceled. In place is Young Bucks versus Private Party. Trent versus Myro. RT Sammy Guevara versus Wardlow. MJF. Let's begin. Let's it all begins with RT Sammy, Guevara versus MJF from Wardlow. In the beginning, Gerald called MJF salt to kick up the broadcast. Just moves for joining Ross, Shavana. I mean, Siobhan and Escobar at the commentary table just days before a showdown with Lee champion. MJF joined Warlow for a tag team showdown with the Inner Circle's Sammy Guevara and Ortiz in the ninth first match. Jericho put over Ortiz intensity and toughness long enough for him to eat a spin-big spine buster by Warlow. MJF stomped Ortiz in the corner, talked some trash, tagged his massive bodyguard back into the man. Warlord has been doing all the work here. MJ only tags him when the man is down. Shivani added, that's telling the story of an optimistic heel. The scarf-wearing Malmout and his partner worked over Ortiz for a big hot tag to Guevara. The Spanish guy stunned Warlord with a and blasted MJF from jumping knee to the face. A springboard into a crossbar followed as they did a pair of topes. The inner circles rolled late instead of for a suplex, but Warlow brought an and NJF down with a tower doing suplex spot. Warlow followed up by ten to Ortiz, but Guevara made the save. Maguire dressed step to through the chair of Guevara, uh, allowing NJF to plot a salty earth Armbar for submission win. After the match, NJ ambushed Jericho at the announced position and pounded away at him, showing the intensity that the Demogod had demanded on him earlier. Well now, I'm gonna, here's my take, analyzation. If there were any question what kind of Bayface Gilrider could be, we caught a glimpse of here, as the Spanish craft nothing short of extraordinary in that role. He was fiery, exposed to have both Warlow and reeling before Hardy's interference. NJF scored the win was the right decision. He had to build the momentum ahead of Saturday night. His attack on Jericho was even better, as it allowed him to answer Lee Champions' critiques infinitically. Uh, yes, yeah, Their match Saturday night at full gear may not have flash of others, but two enormous personalities, good, great heels, and a ton of potential to capitate capitate in ways those with flasher offenses will not. A hot start this week's show. Trent vs. Mauro After an exclusive interview conducted by Tony Shabon, with an arrogant, almost full of himself Kenny Omega, attention to our second match of the night as Mauro battled Trent in the singles competition, Kip Sabian company his best man while Chuck Taylor second his best man. The powerful, tensing, and aggressive Mauro went on an early star friend Trent, wearing him down, pounding away at him in the corner, Taylor White does saving at the ringside while Trent dodged a corner splash on his opponent. During the commercial, Miro gained control as the Dark Order appeared to attack Orange Cassidy in a preview of a freshly squeezed match with John Silver on Saturday. The artist formerly known as the Bulgarian Brute continued his one side beat down Trent blasting him with a hard kick to the face. Trent attempted to come back, but Miro... Shooked it off, a half and half suplex allowed Trent to create some separation, but Myra caught planting with a follow away slam. Trent recovered quickened the place and deliver a top con Helio. Myra rocked Trent with a big can of pie the camel clutch for the submission win. After the match, Taylor returned to pull Myra off the partner only to be tapped by Sabian. The heels beat up best friends until Cassidy emerged and delivered an orange drop that wiped the heels out. Here's my take on it. The wide-sidedness of this match went a little bit too long, but once Trent fired off his comeback, it developed into a damn fun match. It was hard-hitting, with Myro showing off his first singles match in AEW. It accomplished exactly what it tended ahead, and is it sure to be a high-profile tag team match between the two tag teams soon. You could just probably question Myro's use to this point in AEW, but there's no denying that he is having fun enjoying himself in a certain way, did not during his last year with WWE, and that is certainly worth something. Now, on to Young Bucks versus the private party. We got to we cut to Jim Roth interviewing in a immediately nervous Angman page ahead of his world title in the Mid-A-A-A finals match against Kenny Omega in a video package. Hyped out the AEW Tag Team Champs between the Young Bucks and T.R. Taz, Ricky Sari's FT Champion, Brian Cage, hit the ring on the rate about their lack of a full gear match and the fact they were disrespected earlier in the day by (laughs) owner Tony Khan. Taz vowed there would be an FTW president since in the Saturday pay-per-view. As the private party made his way to the ring for his match with the Young Bucks, Sammy Guevara attacked Matt Hart, laying him out, which was the fate in retaliation for the interference in the night tag about. The battle between the Bucks and the private party kicked off after the break with Matt and Nick Jackson controlling the match and taking down both Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn as they prepare for their championship opportunity Saturday. Matt nursing and knee injury suffered the hands of cash wheeler Dax Harwood, limp noticeably. The, in- the injured limb, slow Jackson, prevented him from following up a good deal of his offense. Still, the top candidates to the tag team titles dominated throughout the break while Quinn sent to win uh, his par- partner on. Private part Pirate Five fought back into a contest, delivered the gin and juice on Nick. M- Matt just barely broke out the pin. The Bucks recovered, delivered the BTE trigger, and scored the pinfall victory. Was it worth it? Was it worth The Young Bucks take this match just three days before full gear, Scalibur asked. SCI hit the ring and attack, delivered the Goodnight Express to Matt. Team fur- teased further damage in the ankle, but Hangman Page made the save, followed by Kenny Omega. A tense uninsured ahead of the match Saturday. Here's an analyst. There, here's my take on this 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 match to happen. There is such a sting as a bad Brooks private party match. With that said, it was interesting that the story of the match was Matt struggling to compete on his injured left knee still yet still controlling the bout with Brother Nick. They beat down Cassidy and never looked like they were in danger of losing which is the polar opposite of the story you would expect given Matt physical condition Paige omega made the save for the bucks was a night call back to the friendship to stared down at, at attentions in her own match on saturday night a good segment that added tensely into tree when it might be the best match on the entire full gear card now we go to the face to face eddie kingston john moxley with the stipulation that physically result in cancellation of the match the world champion John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, came face-to-face in the center ring. Kingston attributed his lack of fame to the suit of the top prize in AEW. Moxley responded, calling the promise he made to Eddie's mother to take care of him when he couldn't take care of himself. You will find out this sad that You are not the man you thought you were. You will say the words, I quit, Moxley said, for tossing the mic down. Afterward, Jim Ross threw up a, a video package from the Bastard Pack. To Brit warned everyone... Everyone... Day... Every day... That that passes. That yeah, he gets stronger... I mean... Faster... Stronger... Most importantly... More... Obese... Obessed... I mean... More assessed... The video came to erupt in... The rest of the... AEW Ross... I uh, put on notice. Note to that... Um... Is that... Is that... Is that... The Bastard Pack... And... And it says every day that passes, Not every day it waxes. Like he gets and words stronger. I mean, faster, stronger. That's my little problem. I'm gonna have to work on the next time. Do a review next week, or to, or tomorrow. Like our Sunday, I'll probably do a full gear review on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. All right, here's my analysis on the on this showdown. I got. I mean, my take It's the same thing. This was emo. This is basically an emotionally intense showdown between Moxley and Kingston. That just sets some light on this incredibly personal edge to their match. The champion challenger were ex- excellent here, and they they really hammered home how important this clash is Saturday. There is a match that transcends the world title and matches is about a friendship turns sour. This will be at the center of our quint magical gear. The video packs from Pack featuring Penny of Voice from Kingston hints that the issues that will be settled when he returns to AEW TV. Stay tuned for it. We go to another match: Red Velvet versus Nana Rose. All right, with the AEW Women's Champion Hikaru Shida. Watching from the stands Naya Rose battled Red Velvet in singles competition. Velvet, Velvet I mean Velvet started fast and furiously, but Rose bowled her over and wasted a little time showing off her ferocious E route to the beast bomb for the win. After the match, Vicky Guerrero talked trash to Randy Rose for a scuffle between Rose and Sheeta broke out. Rose did the Velvet, yeah. It was a squash match. <sighs> Alright, here's my take on the whole thing. I get it. Ro- Nyla Rose is dominant. Nothing about this explain why she's getting a championship match. Despite not competing laterally in months, though, it said it planted the seeds for a Guerrero-Rhodes feud while Simmons is serving as a last-ditch effort to create sort of anticipation for Rose vs. Sheeta. It did not work, unfortunately. Th- there is no fault for any of the performers involved. Okay, here comes the main event: Cody and the Gun Club versus Dark Order. Let's get to it. The Dark Order 10, Silver and Cabana battle the team champion Cody and the Gun Club in the night's six-man tag team main event. Young Austin Gun outclass Silver early before tagging father into the match. Not winning any part of the Elder Gun, Silver tag Cabana and leaving the veteran competitors to do the battle. Austin found his way back into the match. Dark Order seized control, worked over the least experienced wrestler in the match during the commercial break. T- Cody tagged in, coming out of timeout, unloaded, wiping Cabana out of the ringside While as Darby Allen watched from the stands, back in the ring, Austin delivered the crossroads to Cabana and Pennington with a quick draw. The Bay Faces' victors like still tall, but Dark Order surrounded the ring. Silver teased a sneak attack, but Orange Cassidy came out of nowhere and delivered an orange punch to drop him. Cody grabbed the mic and recalled pitching Allen's name as an IEW star. He told RB to quit lying to himself by saying TNT doesn't want him as champ. He told Allen he's not an ace, so he won't win the ace title at full gear. Alright, here's my take on this whole main event. There was absolutely no reason for this to be the main event of the show. It would have been better served kicking out the show or headlining AEW Dart even, rather than the main event of the Go Home show at the full gear. The Bucks versus Private Party would have been a more of an effective main event. The, that AEW waited so long to pull any, pull, any, pull any oversort Heat West or Cody versus Allen doesn't help either. A rather flat conclusion to a show that was otherwise a fairly good show. Okay, that was my review for AEW Dynamite. Thank you for the review for the Dynamite and Dark review. Stay tuned for Sundays as I will ta- I will review AEW full gear and I'll be a back. See you later, guys. This is Treat Fitty for podcasting. Eh? Good luck, everybody. Hope to God Joe Biden wins the election.